Well, howdy! This podcast is a proud member of the PodCon Go Network. PodCon Go, family-friendly shows that are fun for everyone. Welcome to Elderberry Tales. Gather your friends together for a feast. It's time for a story. Today's story is the Bear Feast story, a Thlinget tale. An old man living in Alaska was sad. All of his friends and family were long gone. He began to wonder if he should leave the village and start a new life somewhere else. If I lived someplace new, at least I won't be around all these memories anymore, he thought. But he also worried. If I paddle away to another village and the people there see that I'm alone, they may think that I had to run away from my home village because I was accused of some disgraceful thing. Instead, he thought that he would just go off and live in the forest by himself. The poor man was so sad, traveling alone in the woods, it actually occurred to him to go to the bears and just let the bears kill him. The bear village was by a large salmon creek, so he went over to the creek early in the morning until he found a bear trail, and he lay down across the end of it. He thought that when the bears came out along this trail, they would find him, and that would be the end. By and by, as he lay there, he heard the bushes breaking. Then a large number of grizzly bears came along. The largest bear led the rest, and the tips of his hairs were white. Then the old man became scared. All of a sudden, he realized that he did not want to die at all, and certainly not by bears. So when the leading bear came up to him, the old man stood up. He announced, I've come to invite you to a feast. At that, the leading bear's fur stood straight up. The old man thought that he was surely done for, but he spoke again, saying, I've come to invite you to a feast, but if you are going to kill me, I am willing to die. I am alone. I've lost all of my family and my friends. As soon as he had said this, the leading bear turned around and growled to the bears that were following. Then, the group of them turned back the way they had come. After a while, the man turned and walked towards his village very fast. He wondered if the biggest bear had told the bears behind him to go back and get ready, because they were invited to a feast. Well, in case that's the way it is, I better get ready to make a feast, thought the old man. As soon as he got home, he started to clean up. He took away the old sand around the fireplace and replaced it with clean sand. Then he went for a load of fresh wood. When he told the other people in the village what he was doing and why, they were all very much scared. They said to him, What made you do such a thing? 
The grizzlies are our enemy. You do not want grizzly bears in your home. When he was back home, the man took off his shirt and painted his chest. He put stripes of red across his upper arm muscles, a red stripe over his heart, and another across the upper part of his chest. Very early in the morning, after he had thus prepared, he stood outside of the door, looking for his bears. Finally, he saw them at the mouth of the creek, led by the same big grizzly bear, the one with white hair on its tips. When the other village people saw the bears, however, they were so terrified that they shut themselves in their houses. But the old man stood by his door to receive his guests. He brought them into the house and gave them seats, placing the chief in the middle at the rear of the house and the rest around him. First, he served them large trays of cranberries preserved in grease. The large bear seemed to say something to his companions, and as soon as he began to eat, the rest started to eat too. They watched him and did whatever he did. The host followed that up with a course of salmon, with sprinkles of clover wheat and dandelion on top for garnish. Then a course of deer meat with pine nuts. For dessert, raspberries with honey. After they were through, the large bear seemed to talk to his host for a very long time. It was almost as if the leader bear was giving him a speech, for he would look up at the smoke hole every now and then and act as though he were talking. When he finished, he went over to his host and licked the paint from his arm and chest. And so each of the other bears in turn did the same. The old man felt as if they were licking his sorrow away. The day after all this happened, the smallest bear came back to the old man's hut in human form and spoke to the old man. He had been born a human being, he told the old man, but had been captured and adopted by the bears. This bear man asked the old man if he had understood their chief, and he said, No. He was telling you, the bear man replied, that he is in the same condition as you, that he too is old and has lost all of his friends. He had heard of you before he saw you, he said. He told you to think of him when you are mourning for your lost ones, as he knows how that is, too. When the old man asked this bear man why he had not told him that day, when the bears were at the feast, he replied that he was not allowed to turn into his human form and speak his native language when the bear chief was around. After this, whenever the people of the village gave a feast, they would always invite an enemy to the feast. And they would become friends, just as the old man had done with the chief of the bears. It's hard for me to imagine how sad the old man must have been to walk out into the woods like that at the beginning of the story towards the bears. I'm so happy 
that the bears were able to understand how he felt and to offer him comfort. I'm thinking now about the message at the end of the story, about how the people of the village, whenever they would throw a feast, would invite an enemy to the feast, and that after the feast, they wouldn't be enemies anymore. I've seen that happen. It can work. There can be lots of different reasons why someone might be your enemy. It could be that they're just a very difficult person and not someone you should spend much time with. But other times, people become our enemies just because we don't understand each other very well. And if you want to understand someone better, one of the best ways to do it is to spend time with them. Especially to share a meal with them, like a feast. When we spend time like that, eating and sharing with someone else, we often find things that we have in common, ways in which we are similar to the other person that maybe weren't obvious to us before we spent that time with them. Sometimes it just takes a while to get to know someone well enough to become friends. So I think the people of the village were wise, actually, to invite an enemy to the feast. And it's something that I might try in the future, too. The next time I'm having a feast. This story draws from two original texts. The first is The Man Who Entertained the Bears, a story from Tlingit Myths and Texts, recorded by John R. Swanson, as well as the story Origin of Iceberg House, from Tlingit Myths. These stories were told to John R. Swanson in 1904, at Wrangell, Alaska, and are part of the heritage of the Thlingit people. This version, The Bear Feast Story, can be found on the website Stories to Grow By, along with many other stories from around the world. It's used on Elderberry Tales with permission. Thank you to Stories to Grow By, and thanks to you for listening to Elderberry Tales. I'll see you next week.